Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This Sunday is one of two times in which the church brings out for the faithful to venerate the precious and life-giving cross of our Lord. We have September 14th with the exaltation of the Holy Cross, which commemorates the finding of the cross by St. Helen. And we have on the third Sunday of Lent the bringing out of the cross. There is in this particular Feast of the Cross a special attention to, well, I'll say Lenten themes. That there is in the cross, as we hear in September and the fall, is very triumphant. It is the exaltation. Uh, it is, you hear it in the hymnody, because according to the rite, the, the bishop in the middle of the church, you see it even the icon, holds up the cross. Uh, if we had a bishop for that particular rite, there would be, if I remember correctly, up to 500 Lord have mercies, with a very slow ascent and a slow descent, because this 500 won't have mercy, so we have a lot of time uh, for that to happen. And he does it all the way and in all four directions that he blesses everyone present. That is part of what you see in the icon, uh, and you probably have not seen it in person, as we see a bishop once every year at best, just because of the nature of orthodoxy in this country. This Sunday, and putting before us the cross especially at the midpoint of Lent, is to remind us uh, of the victory that has been won in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that victory was not without the shedding of his own blood, which as, not just as a token, but as an incredible, powerful symbol, not a symbol as in some kind of just reference, but the power of the fact that he died, and died in this particular way. Not just a holy man, not just a wise teacher, but God himself who died on a tree. This is why we bring forward a cross. Not just the idea of a cross, uh, but an actual physical cross for us to venerate. That we venerate the wood as we have, uh, there's a nice children's story, and, and there is a whole, uh, I'll say, legend around uh, the idea of the cross uh, from paradise is the same wood or similar to the cross that our Lord was crucified on. But in the most real sense behind that is the reality that Christ in his incarnation that we just began to celebrate with Annunciation, and now with the cross before us, that he has come and he sanctified the world. And the sanctification of the world was not just uh, God from on high saying, everything is blessed. That's that. But it was God himself coming into the world after the mess that we have made of things, and to love in the midst of our own, I'll say, personal and corporate tragedies, betrayals, sin. That's the short of it and, and the long of it, our sin. And the cross is brought before us not as a symbol of torture, though it was a symbol of torture and is a symbol of torture. It is brought before us as God giving to us in himself all that we need to grow in faith, to grow in hope, 
and to grow in love. It is for us a symbol of faith as our Lord Jesus Christ and his faith in his Father as he wept in Gethsemane to have this cup, this baptism, the experience of the rejection, alienation, torture, and death on the cross, and then burial in the ground. That he was to be faithful to his Father. As you see throughout the Gospels, he is constantly retreating, and if he's not retreating to pray to his Father, he's praying openly before everyone, Father, enlighten these that are your faithful, that are your disciples, that are your followers. We have him in the garden weeping, and we have not cowardice, we have the heroic, loving God who puts his face towards Calvary and proceeds as the plan was from before the foundation of the world. This is also this hope, this faith in God is what grounds the hope that it's not just a blind faith that just jumps, but it is a faith that knew the faithfulness of God the Father throughout the history of mankind, even when man constantly wants to swerve off the path, as we see in Israel, that we see that the faithfulness of the Son was grounded in a hope of resurrection, of life, even if that meant a cross and a grave. For us, this strengthens our own faith, seeing the faithfulness of God. It is to increase our own hope, that we don't hope in princes and sons of men, that we don't look to all the things of this world, but we look to the one who gives life in the face of death. And then love, this is the sign, this is the supreme, this is love for us. And if we know what it is to be loved, and this is not trite, this is not shallow, this is a love that pursues us even into Hades, that dies for us, the beloved, though, so that we in turn may love him because he first loved us. So let us be encouraged. Let us continue the joy that we had in the Feast of Annunciation just two days ago. Yesterday, my mind and time. <laughs> but we have before us the completion of, the fulfillment, the vindication of our God entering into this milieu of our humanity and dying for us, as we sing in the song. This is never, the cross is never without the glorious resurrection. So that when we look at the cross, we don't just see pain and suffering, but we see God triumphant, his faithfulness, the grounding of his hope, and in an increase and in love so that we may have faith, hope, and love either restored, renewed, or invigorated. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.